0: We are so excited to say that this season of Well and Good is brought to you by our absolute favourite honey brand, Mount Summer's.
1: That's right, Matt. So if you're looking for an all-natural sweet treat, then Mount Summer's honey has got everything from UMF Manuka to wonderful chocolate flavours and everything in between.
0: Now, this is actually not our first rodeo with Kirsty.
1: No, it's not.
0: We have uh, interviewed Kirsty before, but this time we really stepped it up a notch, mm. would you say?
1: Yeah, we stepped it right up. <laughs> right but, up. <laughs> yeah. We also added a third person into the mix, a fourth person into the mix. Mm, that's right, because when we recorded this, I actually had Milo strapped to me in a front pack. And so I spent most of the podcast bobbing around trying to keep him asleep. I got very sweaty. <laughs> oh,
0: you did? That's right. We peeled him off you. Both of you were like, wet. Yeah, anyway, it was gross. Um, so it was really cool to catch up with Kirsty again. She's such a legend. And I just find her so inspiring. She just.
1: She did just, you say inspiring or inspiring? I
0: said, I said inspiring, but um, I was kind of doing something like a slight burp or something. Mm. So it kind of. I, came well, out I actually weird.
1: find her inspiring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, Kirsty was amazing. She's a fitness luminary. She's an entrepreneur, Nike master trainer and spokeswoman. Um, and I really like how she she kind of incorporates her fashion for fitness. Fashion, what is wrong with me? Her passion for fitness and business by operating in the business of bodies.
1: Mm, well said well not
0: really but thank you no
1: that was (laughs) alright it was a really interesting chat I like how Kirsty's very honest about things as well and we talk about how she kind of went through a bit of a burnout how she got out of her burnout some sort of testing that she got done when she was going through all of that sort of thing and the lifestyle factors that maybe were leading on to her burnout spoiler alert Caffeine
0: didn't go too well
1: in that, did it? No, it certainly didn't. Uh, Anyway, look, it's a bloody great chat. That's enough from us. Have a listen. Let's set the scene. So...
2: (laughs) We've got a baby. (laughs) Here
1: we are are in the recording studio. (laughs) Kindly flown all the way over from New York, especially for this podcast. Just for the podcast. (laughs) It was (laughs) just
0: it. Squeak with your foot. I know. Well, it's a squeaky
1: floorboard. I'm currently standing up with Milo in a front pack trying to get him to sleep, bobbing around. And there's a squeaky (laughs) floorboard. We love
0: reality. (laughs) This is quite exciting because last time we set the scene and we were in New York and it was quite exciting. Now, this is, you know, a separate exciting thing because we're in New Zealand. You're here in New Zealand, Milo's here. I'm
2: now Milo's godmother. (laughs) That's (laughs) It's the closest connection I've had to a child.
0: (laughs) And I thought you were going to bring your cat, but disappointingly you you didn't.
2: Nico probably wouldn't have added that much to the scenario because he's a bit of a mute, unlike me, but (laughs) loves babies. (laughs) No, very impressive child that's been brewed since our last meeting. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Gorgeous. Isn't that funny? Like, we've literally, well, I've been pregnant the entire time since we saw you last. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was actually just saying when you were out of the room before, I was like, it looks like motherhood is so graceful for you. I was like, what's that? But for both of you, it's a really nice, I think it's very rare. You guys are a great team. And I think we talked about that last time. Mm. But I think that's like a really nice thing that we see kind of missing in society all the time is like just being like people being in relationships, but actually being a team.
0: Yeah, and being friends as well. I think. That's it. Yeah.
2: like in America, like people don't want to be your friend. Like you can't date and be friends. And <laughs> I'm like, Well, then it's never gonna work. Because if we fight, I hate you. Like really? whereas if you're my friend, we can like have a fast rebound yeah, and rate and be talk like it in out. five minutes, like let's go get food. But in America, you're like, This is awkward. Should we like top and tail? Like, do you wanna sleep on the couch? Like
1: So actually this? I wanna touch on that. Like yeah. the 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 American dating scene. Because it dating's a lot different over there, isn't it? Like here I feel like you're going out with someone you're like yeah you're with them and then there's no deviating off that because you know you're going out with them and everything but over there it's like you can kind of date multiple people at the yes, same time it right it seems
2: to be like wow. look i would be <laughs> i would be the worst person asked because one I've just never been into dating. Like I feel like like I had long term boyfriends. It can but, be a chore. Yeah, I had long term boyfriends and I lived in New Zealand because I was like, cool. Like you're my boyfriend. Like just exactly like that's what we you do, said. yeah. <laughs> Tried to date once in America was terrible. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Um, like I had one boyfriend there, and then since that, I've. Just stayed by myself because I was like, you know what? It's really a good time on your own. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I love my friends and I love my work. So, And I observed this, like, quite horrific dating scene. And I'm like, that looks, like, reverse interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes I think, well, it definitely makes my mum sad. She's like, you know, I think you should freeze your eggs. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what, Kay, you need to take a step back with these accusations. Things,
0: just go right and in. I'm like, I know. don't
2: even have health insurance this year <laughs> in America. Don't worry, guys, I'm set for 2020. But <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
2: so I think, yeah, the dating scene is so funny because it's also like, it, you can just look at things, and I'm like, "Wow, there's there's no way that's gonna work." Like when mm. you look at people trying to to be in something, but it's like usually, you know, it's almost like they're doing business.
1: Really? That's how wow. I would. That's
2: what I think. Like r- relationships Damn. a lot of time look like that. Not to generalize, because I'm sure there's there's um, but it's it's a different type of um, dating scene, especially if you're used to growing up like in New Zealand mm. or Australia, where you're much more like you're my friend, and you know. Yeah. And you do everything together, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, amazing, I think right? you, you just have to actually enjoy spending time together, like not in a romantic way. So, like, yeah. if you're not like going out for dinner, like, even yeah. if you just kind of. Whereas,
2: then in saying that, though, stuff. I have a lot of like amazing guy friends who I love in the states, mm. but just I find it so hard to meet someone that they will be like, oh, I would like to give up, yeah, my personal routines, yeah, and limited amount of solo time that I have. Yeah. To be well, with I guess you.
0: because you're. So incredibly busy that it's like how how do you yeah like how I do love you find time nothing that? more
2: than coming home and being like silence oh my god I, that's a joke because I like cooked like Travis Scott and shit but like
0: <laughs> I but it's um, different because you don't have to talk back don't to have Travis to talk
2: back like to chill like me and my best friend Georgia still sleep over with each other all the time like that's just we like to do what we want to do mm. also like I don't really think most people want to sign up for like five a.m. alarm clocks and like.
0: You know that no. sort of stuff. So yeah, well, I probably more likely in New York than here, to be yeah. In way,
1: yeah, I definitely. Uh, so you got home yesterday. Yeah. Do you kind of have you already felt like the pace has slowed? And
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> very because I was in South Auckland where yeah. my mum lives on a farm, and I was like, wow, well, what do y'all do out here? <laughs> I was like, there, but it's like it's nice, like. It was like the funniest thing is whenever I put anything up on my story, like, especially I put up sheep yesterday, and all my friends from America are like, oh my God, sheep. <laughs> like, and like, they're. The rumors they are just, true. And it's cute. Like, they just love seeing everything. They're like, it's so green. Like, everyone looks so nice. And, yeah. um, so in that sense, it's really nice and it'll be interesting to be in the city today and to observe that pace. But I find it's honestly, it's kind of the same as when you go from New York to LA, like it is a very different change of pace. Mm. Sometimes I feel like in New York, it's too much, but then you get so used to it that then it's
0: hard to switch back from it. Yeah. Cause, cause I bet you just kind of adapt, right? Like, yeah, it becomes like your you
2: normal pace, which mm. actually I'd say that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned this year was and and probably since I saw you guys last was I became super efficient at being in burnout mode and so it's like probably one of the biggest things I'm trying to like get a lot of people to be aware of now because there's so many people that are doing everything right for their health and wellness but there's just some small things going wrong and I realized I was like man I just feel tired like all the time. And I'd speak to people and they're like, wow, you're such great energy and you're so energetic. And I was like, liars. Like, I was just (laughs) like, I can't believe that they see that. Cause like inside I feel like I'm dying. I was just so exhausted. And I, and I'm, I'm a, like, I'm an optimist pretty much. Like I'm a fiery, but like my general disposition is like optimism, but, um, I didn't feel well. Like I just did. It hadn't felt well for a long time. And I didn't feel, like, happy kind of anymore. Like, a lot of the things that I used to have joy from, I was, like, even, like, when it came to finally getting time for my workouts, which is much less time than most people assume, Mm. I was, like, I don't really want to be here. And that was super confronting for me because I love the gym. And so finally went and got – all my adrenals and like reproductive hormones and thyroid, cortisol, like everything tested. It. I did a blood test, saliva, urine, and then I'm waiting in Barbados for my new visa to come back, which also sounds, by the way, bougier than it was. <laughs> Wouldn't go there alone, um, guys, really? pro tip. Um, yeah, it was super lonely and a little scary, but um, oh. they got my visa, so that's what matters. Um, and I got all my results back and I was like, oh, well, this would make sense. <laughs> there and, it is. There, there's those facts that I was looking for. And instead of, I think a lot of the time, you know, obviously, it's dependent on what a diagnosis is on things when you're looking at things. People love to be attached to a result of something, and be like, oh, I've got this symptom or mm-hmm. I've got what this or this. A or reason, this. reason for. Yeah. Like, and, and to be honest, like when I take a test, I'm pissed if it comes back saying you're perfectly healthy because I'm like, I'm looking for something to improve.
1: Yeah. You want to know I, the
2: problem. Yeah, yeah. I got it and I was like, awesome. That was exactly the kick in the throat, not the face, the throat, like mm. that I needed. And so I started kind of implementing some different stuff. And basically what had happened was I'd compl- my I mean, my hormones are atrocious in general, just because of the amount of fitness I've done for like 10 years.
1: Yeah. So talk us through like, just firstly, um, like how did you, so what, what was your lifestyle and yeah, how, and how did you it. know you were feeling? Yeah. Better? Okay.
2: So basically I get up early every day, um, for work and it's kind of like nonstop from you're starting work at like 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m., going right through usually to like 9 p.m. Now, given wow. that when I get home, I'm then doing fulfillment for my protein company, like not physically sending it out myself, but doing all of that stuff and mm-hmm. trying to run that business as well as, you know, other brands that I consult for. So this year it was cool. I started to consult for American Express and like, yeah, awesome. a lot of other cool big brands, which That's I really awesome. love because you're getting to talk about business. Um But that's really the time at the end of the day when I have to focus on these other projects I'm doing because a lot of the day I'm with Nike or doing some of the consulting stuff I do for Equinox or with various clients. Um, And I was just not – like I just didn't feel well. Like when I say I didn't feel well, for me exercise has always been about like I love just the feeling of exercise. Like the aesthetic – Thing is just a byproduct of it. I'm like, that's great. But I'm really in there just because I love being in the gym. And it was like my form of escapism and like just to be free. And I just wasn't enjoying any of that. Like honestly, I'd have to say my internal dialogue was at its worst. Like I hated my body. Like I really hated my body. I had like no and I don't mean that in like a dramatic sense, because I know a lot of people sort of maybe seek compliments if they're like, oh, I feel bloated or blah, blah, blah. Like mm. so I actually hate compliments. Like I hate if someone's ever like, oh, I think you look. Da, da, da. I'm like, it's I'd rather they said, thing. yeah, I'd rather they like complimented me about like you did a great job, like yeah. something like that. Yeah. That means more to me. So it was just a, a really interesting thing to sit with this fact that I was like, I hate my body mm. and I hate, I like hated the way, I think I I definitely was in like a deeper stage of body dysmorphia because I just, everything wasn't feeling well. Mm. And like felt like, Everything's uh, just out of Yeah, kilter. and I was like, whoa, that's, that's a confronting space for me to be in because I'm always telling people to, like, you have to be grateful for your body and all these different mm. things. And I was like, I'm being the most ungrateful. And I was just in a downward spiral about how to change it. And I'd been there for so long. That was the problem. And the year prior, I had got knocked out in the gym by a barbell and had a concussion and just worked through the whole thing. I got shingles from burnout and just worked oh, through the whole thing. My and so I think that there was, like, a, just a really accumulative buildup So precursor to that, my hormones were already off from so much high intensity training, really low body fat from when I was, you know, earlier in my 20s and training a lot and eating a keto lifestyle, which by the way, like all things that I'm still advocates for, like having healthy body fat, high intensity and, you know, keto type style of eating. But just, I think there was some extremes and coupled with so much traveling and, Stuff and like just, that. And well, just it was just continuing too much. to do it
1: all yeah, day, every much. day. And, yeah, right? and not
2: cycling in and out of mm. keto and things like that. And so hormones were already off. And then basically what had happened was my body had burnt through, like, all my estrogen and progesterone. So, like, my body was showing, like, in postmenopausal range of hormones. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but worse so from that, where the feelings were coming from was my body had then blitzed through all my adrenals and you know we hear adrenal fatigue dropped all the time, but you can actually test for adrenal. So the test that I did was Dutch, the Dutch Plus test, and mm-hmm. that's a really great test. You take it for you do five saliva and five urine samples over the course of a day, and you can't drink that much water. You can't drink coffee, which is a tough one for me on the day. And you actually can't eat avocados or banana and oh, like some other things. Wow. This is hell so like for you. Forty eight hours before, so that was the <laughs> hardest part. Actually, peeing on paper was fine. Um, but it gives you super insightful information. Like it's trying to tell you, okay, are you getting the appropriate cortisol spike in the morning that naturally wakes you up? And then how's it dropping off over the day? What it showed, not only was that my adrenals were completely blitz, but it was like, you have no, I was always worried. I was releasing too much cortisol from stress during the day, but it was the opposite. I had no cortisol left. So I had enough that was waking me up in the morning. But then when my body was facing stress during the day, there was no cortisol reserve. So instead of Using that, it was blitzing through my adrenals and then starting to go into my thyroid because it was like, okay, what's next? Oh, no. Because you've, you've rinsed out this glandular system and this one, so now I'm going to go for your so thyroid. all, like, all, all hands on deck in So manner. you know when you get an underactive thyroid, that's when your body can start to put on weight. And mm-hmm. whether or not it was placebo, I'd start to be like, man, I just feel a bit more inflamed and I just don't feel like as Good energy was my biggest thing. Like that's I was just like not not feeling fantastic, and just thought it was shocking that people still kept thinking they're like you've got so much energy, and I was like ha.
0: But it's also probably because you were giving what little energy you had to them, yeah. right? And then you yeah. know that you have none for yourself. Exactly.
2: So once I had this information, paired with the blood test that I'd had, I'd had the blood test in April. I did all of this other work end of October, and to see a dramatic decline, even like so it was getting worse. So mm-hmm. I actually. I'm working with this place called Parsley Health in the States where I really like, and I have a doctor that's been assigned to me and she's like a coach. And she's fantastic (laughs) because she knows exactly how to speak to me. She's like, no, it's cool. You should just do keep doing exactly what you're doing because I bet you'd love to be on bed rest. And I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, uh, Um, the old reverse
0: psychology. And
2: whether or not it became placebo, because before that, once I got back from Barbados with my visa, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to actively stop drinking as much coffee because I love co- I love coffee.
1: What, is it, what does that mean for you? How many coffees were you having a day and okay. how many are you having now? So,
2: um, and you got to be honest. <laughs> I would drink. I would uh, Colombe Wall Street opens at 6 a.m. in New York. I'd be there at 6 a.m. right when it opens, get straight on the subway up to Nike for my first ship. Shift and I'd be drinking an iced red eye so an iced red eye is a black coffee over ice with an espresso shot on it so that Ooh. was how I was like jump starting the day
0: yeah, yeah.
2: and then <laughs> I'd have a double like I drink this thing called an iced fray espresso from Cafe Leondore
1: which is my favourite
2: coffee oh, shop in New York, York you coffees. must go you They're must so go
1: I, Cafe Leon Dore. it's yeah. the
2: best Um, and if you go you must you you must speak to Yanni and just ask for the Kirsty. but okay. the, the, the iced yeah, espresso from Yanni okay yeah. <laughs> so The, then I was drinking that, but that's two espresso shots over ice basically was, and then there's like a tiny bit of oat milk or whatever your milk preference Mm. is. So I was essentially having like four or five shots of coffee a day. It was a lot. Um, And my body was just like, I don't get jitters from coffee. I don't actually feel like a surge from coffee. I just love everything about coffee. I love buying it for people. I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. I love the whole It's the whole ritual of going to get it. And when you go to Cafe Leon Dory too, you'll see it. Like they're so cool. Like they're so nice. They're just like my squad. Mm. Um, So I was like, okay, KG, you're going to like dial back on the coffee. And I was like, oh, that's probably going to be like, I don't know how this is like quitting a drug for me. Because it is like one of the most abused
1: drugs. Absolutely.
2: And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking coffee first thing in the morning. I'm going to wait till my natural cortisol spike. So you want your cortisol spikes in the morning to wake your body up. And then it starts to wear off around 9.30, 10 a.m. So I was like, I'm going to have my first coffee around that time. And that I'm going to have one coffee and that's it. And I started to make that change before I went in to have the meeting with my doctor about the rest of my results and reading everything. And so I got into the habit. I'd probably been doing that for like three weeks by the time I saw her. And then I'm on – I don't like taking things that aren't natural, not because I'm, like, woo-woo. Like, I don't use natural deodorant and stuff. I don't go that far. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to supplements and stuff, like, I really care about what I put in my body. Yep. And I'd prefer to put less in. Yeah. So I started taking some adrenal support and some thyroid support that they put me on. And she was like, look, you can take this and nothing will happen unless you make changes to your lifestyle. So, you know, you and I was like, well, this, in my head I was thinking, man – this was on a Thursday. On the Saturday, I was taking a red eye flight to London for Nike to only be there for two days, and I was like, okay. Oh, and I was like, okay, hey, whatever. I'm just going to mentally still be on this plan. I take the red eye. Don't go to sleep. You know what it's like. You land there, you can't check into your hotel. So basically, we're on a two day bender. Just stay awake. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then do the job there for Nike. Fly back. I get back to New York on a Tuesday, and by this point, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to feel trash tomorrow. And I know I'm starting early in the morning for Nike. And I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel great. I was like, cool, whatever. Like, I'm going to ride this wave. The next, I was like, it's going to hit me the Thursday, and I was shooting for Beats all that all day, the headphones. So I was like, okay, can't be shooting energy on set, you know. Wake up, I was like, I feel great. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'm just going to keep going with yeah, this.
0: Just ride the Friday
2: wave. comes, my best friend Joe and I are leading this big event for Whoop, and I was like, here, it's going to come, I'm waiting for this crash, and it didn't come. And I was like, is this? Am I back? Like, <laughs> is the old Beyonce version back? And I just felt like just such a change in like emotion, energy, like even the way that I saw my body. And I was like, this could be completely placebo, who knows? But I just felt like I was on a path, like yeah. an actual kind of, okay, I'm, I'm showing up for myself now and with appreciation, but it was shocking to me the change so quickly. And so I think more importantly now with everyone that I deal with, whether they're friends, whether they're clients, I'm like, yo, you, you got to get your, hormones checked like let's see what's happening with your adrenals let's see what's happening with thyroid because it can just be these small things yes you can be very well but are you like are you good are you do you feel good like what's going on and that's where i think going by this this meter of how do you feel versus like how do you look because like that was the same thing i actually my friends like i don't know what you're talking about because you look exactly the same Mm. but I felt so differently that I, what I saw was different, mm. and everything that I experienced was different.
0: Because I think, especially when someone like you, who who is so healthy, and really cares about like working out yeah. and what they put in their body, you become so in touch with your body that if like one thing is out, yeah. then it's a huge deal. Yeah, you're hyper you're aware, like, where, and it's, where is this coming from? It's
2: almost annoying because yeah. you're like, God, I wish I could just remember what it was like to not mm. like be carefree from that and. You guys are super active and, you know, your parents now and stuff too. And it's like, obviously, you know, as you go through different stages in life, it's difficult to be as carefree as maybe we once were. Totally. I know what you mean. Like, especially
1: with diet, like I think innocence is bliss. Like when I grew up, I was, I mean, we ate reasonably healthy, but I never once thought about what I was eating. I just ate and enjoyed it. And now that I know how food makes me feel and how it sort of interacts with my body and stuff. I'm so much more aware of it and now. Yeah, I,
0: it's, yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because because you feel great when you eat well, and that's awesome. But like I've I've said to out a few times. I'm like, sometimes I wish that I didn't know about this stuff. You know, yeah. like I I didn't know about the effect on food. I wasn't that in shape with my body that I could just eat, eat. whatever you well, know and just.
2: Kind of it's just, also the same thing though. It's like you know we talk about it a lot. Like. Um, so my best friend Joe and I, and if you follow him, it's Ocho System. But we train like a lot of like models. Yeah, my work husband, um, <laughs> who just by the way has like the most ridiculous body. It's so irritating. Um, <laughs> and but um, we train a lot of these girls that are like you know either high profile models or actresses or whatever. And honestly, the best things they happen to their body are just when they're happy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that. We're doing different stuff with their training or their nutrition. Like, yes, that helps. But when people are happy, it's just like a game changer. And it's like, you know, when you see people in love, like, Mm. their body thrives. And it's about that kind of carefree sort of mentality. And so it's like, obviously, like, I'm stress, yeah, a huge advocate of people, like, knowing what's in their food. But don't, like, stop obsessing. Yeah, because
0: if you stress... Over it, then that's almost yeah. It's worse worse than just having bad food. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: so so this is the other interesting thing. So I work with this company called Whoop, which is where I'm always usually wearing a Whoop strap, and it tracks your strain across the day. And so my strain, the most you can get to is a 21, and it's so not. So is like, that
1: tracking it through? How's it tracking it through? So heart it tracks rate yeah,
2: heart rate, and so it really goes off your heart rate variability, cool. which is you know the intervals between your heartbeats. So when you're When you're in that rest and digest mode, you want like bigger space between your heartbeats. So your HRV number is going to be higher. But then when, you know, say when you're in fight or flight, like which you'd want when you're working out, but you don't want that all day, that's when your number starts to crash. So it tracks your sleep, it tracks your daily strain. But what I thought was interesting was I wasn't personally working out, like I was working out less than I ever had in ages because I was just so busy with work. When I teach a class, the strain that that is on my body from yelling at everyone, staring at all these bodies oh, in the bet. room, like is more stressful to my body than when I actually go and work out. Even if it's a hard workout, my body doesn't rank it as much of a strain because it's very therapeutic to me.
1: I'm it's like, a relaxing like place for you. Yeah.
2: But mm. I noticed my strain was hitting like 20.2 every day, pretty much. And everyone was like, wow, just trying to keep up with your strain. And I was like, yo, you don't want this life. Like, don't be up here. You're not mm. meant to be here. Mate, Like sitting around a 16 is good. Mm. And people that run triathlons and stuff often, like, they won't hit a 21 strain. Like, it's just not meant to be – It's and it's different for everyone. It's based off your individual metrics. So it gets to know you over the first, like, week that you wear it. Yeah. And so I started watching that more closely as I was making these changes. And within that week where I started to notice a real difference in how I felt, my strain started to drop back to, like, even though I was working out more personally, it wasn't like I was doing any less work, still teaching a lot, still training people a lot, still running around the city. started to drop back to an 18. Then it started to drop back to – and I was like, whoa, my system is, like, rebooting. Mm -hmm. Like – and I think that's what's cool about the body. Like, sometimes we just have – expectations of it, like, you know, people be like, I'm bloated or my digestion's not going. And I'm like, yo, do you even think about, like, the miracle of how many things are working together? But, like, stress is our biggest And your body's block.
0: telling you something. Like, it's, symptoms are a good thing because your, your body's like, hey, you know, like, just, you know, something's kind of not right here. Mm.
2: And your body will give you so many signals. We're just so good at ignoring we them. We ignore them. And, and I think more than anything, like, I always try and sh- whenever I learn something, I'm like, wow, I can't wait to try and use that as a tool to help other people. But it, yeah, it's like it doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter if you're following all the plans. If you, mm. if you, overusing yourself, like something's gonna just, give. Yeah, totally. You, it's gonna yeah.
1: And so, so you use um, exercises a bit of a stress relief, right? Yeah. What else do you do?
2: Uh, I love games. Georgia and I love board games. Like if you want to get into our inner circle, that's the best way is to tell us that you've got like an amazing games collection or that you <laughs> like to play Scrabble or something. I love like,
0: that. Uh, what's your favorite game? Oh,
2: my gosh. Um, shit, that's a tough one. Oh, I love this game called Bananagrams. So mm. basically, have you played it? It's no. like moving Scrabble. So mm-hmm. you have all these pieces and you um, – you, make your own board. So you have to pick out a certain number of pieces at the start. So say we were playing each other and then once I've run out of my pieces, I call like a – you split or – um, and there's – oh, fuck, what's the other word? I can't remember. Sorry, I swore. Also, there's childhood oh, no, as well. Wow. Great yeah. parenting <laughs> by, by me. Great godmother. Um, <laughs> Milo
1: can't understand words It's going to yeah. be his word um, now.
2: The – you have to keep grabbing pieces. So as you grab more pieces, you're like, oh, no. And you, you're you constantly changing your board around. So it's forcing your brain to really think. It's not just like you make one word at a time. So you're having to, like, scramble and, like – so I love that because it's, like, active yeah. thinking. But we just love games. Like, I love anything where you can get off your phone. Like, I'm sick oh, of being on the phone. So true. Like, yeah. so, yeah, to unwind, obviously, I use exercise. I love yoga, um, games.
0: Um, I love that. I just was I really wasn't expecting that, you know. <laughs> I love games. Board games to to be your Why answer. Not? That's so Absolutely. cool. I know. I I lo- kind of come full circle now, mate. Right? Like we started games, you know, back in our early childhood yeah. days. Now we've kinda just going back to what's your favourite game? Yeah. Board game. Uh Matt? oh my God, I don't even know. Cranium's quite fun. Cranium's uh, cranium. really fun. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. bloody. Good. Have you guys what's
2: played Boulder Dash? No. No, but I've heard of it. What oh,
1: phenomenal game. Really? So good. Talk us through that
2: be prepared for hours though and make sure yeah. you play with good people because it evolves it like you have so many skills there's like acting there's like writing like you have to because there's different four different things something could be a date an acronym like a name of something and basically you're writing what you think it is so like it could yeah. be like a synopsis of um, an aged whiskey or something or something that we had or whatever. And then there's one, it changes who the dealer is each time and they have to act too, as they read out one answer that's correct. But all and then they also read out all the answers that everyone wrote and then everyone votes so you get points if say you thought that my description was the actual thing but it wasn't and so it's really fun but if you have someone that can't cool. act mm. if they're reading out the things you're like oh so obvious you're like this idiot <laughs> um you know so but it's fun because it's like it makes you think and cool. it's yeah. interesting to see I think games are cool because I think a lot of us are like I'm not very good at this or I'm not good at this but games like
0: it's a real leveler.
2: Yeah, and mm. it just shows you, like, maybe it's a confidence boost for someone that they're like good at something else. Yeah, also, and
0: and, and like it can bring people down, down a peg, you know. So like, like if someone's yeah. really good at physical stuff, but they yeah. play a game and they're like, "Oh, I'm not good at this," you're like, "Well, finally," you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: especially kids, <laughs> it like it's so important learning to lose. Yeah, it's oh, really yeah. important. So
2: this is an interesting subject to get into, especially that you guys are new parents, and and I think it's a little different in New Zealand. But we've been talking about a lot with Nike that. Across the board, especially with young girls, the number of um, girls signing up for team sport at school has dropped so dramatically. That is quite a confronting statistic. And they're worried about moving forward what the impact of that is Mm -hmm. and why girls are not playing sport anymore. And I was like, well, that's shocking to me because I remember my parents were like, hey, can you – you can't sign up for any more sports teams. Like you're in too many Mm. when I was at school. Like we went to Dio, like, you know, it was very competitive with sport and it's like fun in that sense. Um, but you know, then it's also like I've trained, I trained a lot of people in fashion who are now like, you know, I was training Nick Wooster the other day. He's like a kind of fashion God, I guess, in terms of New York and stuff. And he was like, Oh, I love training. And I wish we'd done this at school because sport is, can be really terrifying for people at school, which we know. And, um, he's, he's actually gay and he grew up with that at school and he was like, you know, it was terrifying. Like people that was, he's like, whereas I wish that if we'd had training at school, that would have been a better space. And there's a lot of people that say that all the time, regardless of what your personal preferences are on anything. I think training is a nice way to make people feel confident because there's always, there's no way you can hate all forms of training. Like you might
0: like yoga, you might like dance, you might like weights, you might like. And if you get stronger somehow, like a fitter. Better at yoga, like a bit more flexible. Yeah. If, if there's some kind of progression, that is the best confidence. Yeah, best yeah to and I guess, just in, in your own self.
1: And Exactly, because I guess it's, it takes away that com- competing against other people and really you're just competing against yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. And but that, team, team sports are so
2: important. So important because for also, kids also kids if you can't play with others, like good luck ever working in a company. Mm. Yeah. You can tell people, like, you can tell when people were not good at team sport because, you know, like, mm-hmm. obviously, within team sport, there's many dynamics, and there's captains, and there's this, and there's this. And to be clear, like, I was very aggressive when I was in team sport, too. I was like, please don't beat, like, the, you know, the pleb and the team that, like, is going to drop the ball for us because I'm going to be pissed at you, and it's going to ruin my whole weekend if we oh lose this God, netball I'm game. Oh,
0: yeah. i This is well,
1: I highly That's doubt like, it. <laughs> Maddie's worst nightmare is playing on your team.
2: <laughs> really? But, like... Team sport, though, I love because – and that's what I guess I love about being with Nike is, like, we are in this team of master trainers. It's not – and, yes, there's some of us that do more than others or we all do different stuff, but you're in a team, and that's really nice. And people are always like, oh, why don't you go sign with this brand or this brand? You'll make way more money. I'm like, well, cool, but what is money if you're alone? So true. Like, or what is – you know, so it's Mm. nice. So now we're kind of faced with this task of being like, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? Like, how can we change this statistic Mm. and get – young girls back into sport because so it's from, so important. So is from the States? Yeah, so so a lot the like States. I'd love to know what it is here because, you know, when we are at school, it's like you had Jump Rope Heart and mm, you had like yeah. all of these different, like I remember you'd have those foreign PE teachers that would come in and it was always cool. and It was so fun. Yeah, so, I forgot about
0: Jump Rope Heart.
1: So are there any initiatives that Nike are trying to?
2: I think do? that Nike Women especially are going to try and go after it and like obviously I have pyro girls so I was like, well, can we do something like a schools initiative and go in and really make an impact because I think if you can help Change someone's confidence, especially around that really vulnerable age of like 14 and onwards. And kids are becoming so aware so
0: early. Yeah, they're, they're going through a really tough time now with. I remember when, like, you know, we phones. could have still been
2: like 12 and not shaved our legs and stuff. And you see these like eight year olds, like, and I'm like,
0: yo, what's yeah. good? <laughs> with like YouTube makeup on, eh? Yeah, like, I'm like, like okey doke. Um, yeah. Well, because I wonder if, if phones are such a huge contributing factor because everyone, well, kids just. Can't be bothered, and they would rather just sit on their phones because they're so addicted to them, just like the rest of society, you know? Also, like, like I'm all for people learning picture. how to use
2: computers at school, but like, what is more liberating than doing math with pen and pencil? Like, oh, in your yeah. book, like, if you can do like,
0: some long division, yeah, in is. your
2: pencil and just be able to perfectly like rub it out. Yeah. And like, I think that school should stay like that. Mm.
0: Yeah I think so too but it's I I, I think we're just fighting the inevitable really because so I guess that's technology it's all, always moving and advancing and it's always kind of I don't know becoming the norm but I think we, we just have to find a balance with phones and, and kids because now we're seeing the effects of people don't want to play sport. Well, you can also see the effects in how
2: the, the shape of the skull is changing and, like, people are, like, you know, you've seen those scary x-rays where it almost looks like people are growing horns. And no, like,
0: I haven't yeah, seen that. Um,
1: just from, like, heads down looking yeah, at their phones and like, really hunched yeah, over and stuff.
0: Posturally, like, mm. that is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. And then there's all this sort that.
1: of, like, psychological effects and, yeah. you know, kids are not as social as they once were. Yeah, and mm. Mm.
2: You know, yeah. it, it is interesting too. I think you know, just to geographically look at the different. Like I've always said, I'm like, oh, you know, if I have children, I obviously I don't want to raise them in New York because, and no disrespect to anyone that did grow up in New York, because, like, cool, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But I think for me, growing up in New Zealand, having so much grass and everything like that, I'm like, I can't imagine trying to raise kids on like the 40th floor of a building or like kind yeah. of, you know. Somewhere where it's so different, and and I think that I mean my favorite thing always about coming home to New Zealand is how, like, d- I say simple, like it, in a complimentary way, you know, where it's like the food is simple because it's just good, like the air is just good, Getting the ground is just simple. good, like everything is, you know, like people are just happy, like mm. it's just really nice.
0: Yeah, I totally like, get that.
2: Yeah, it's and it's funny, like you can forget that's like. The real beauty of life is when you can pull it back to being simple and being less
0: like thought out and having everything having to be calculated and understand. Yeah. Just appreciating being in nature all the time because we pretty much are in nature all the time in New Zealand. You know, because mm. I mean, our 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 cities are not that built up. It's yeah, like you can Huge just you know, drive to body twenty too. minutes and you're outside of the city. To be in this,
2: like my body, like loves coming back to New Zealand and Australia because it's like oh cool i'm not so stressed and Mm -hmm. like i'll if i you know can get enough balance when i'm home like i always like lose weight like that's not a goal to come home but you know because it's it's an interesting
0: yeah it's a really interesting byproduct i mean that was
2: definitely one of the biggest compromises moving to america i was like oh really
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) put on weight moving there but it's you know because the food's
2: different and everything's different and yeah you've got access to all these high maintenance workout things but Mm. it's different yeah
0: Mm. yeah it's really um interesting the whole like high high intensity thing like a lot of women are finding that they can't shift weight from from doing high intensity every day
2: and it's also because it's not meant you know it's like your body needs ch- like that's where I love and it I depends Pilates on the body. right it's like let's all find balance and You know, I mean, you love to run. Would we say love or just you run? Um, I'd
1: say run (laughs) occasionally and generally not from love.
2: Yes, right. (laughs) But so would your favorite thing be to like lift weights and like do stuff like that, right?
1: I, I, I change it up. All the time, but at the moment yeah. I'm really enjoying lifting weights. Yeah, I have yeah. to say,
2: looking very ripped thank in a good you. way. Yeah, thank Parenting's you. <laughs> doing well for both of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: like, yeah. I keep um,
0: saying to Art, I'm like, do you want to like put on some weight to just even the, no, you know, like, even the playing fields here? Yeah.
2: But I think it's you know that's what weight training in general is so good, for men and women. Mm. Yeah, totally. Like it's I'll amazing. notice such a shift not only in like how my body looks and feels, but emotionally how I feel mm-hmm. like when
0: I'm lifting weights. And I think everyone, if they can find that. It's, such a, it's such a good feeling. Well, like for women as as well, I think it's really it's a cool feeling to be able to go into the gym, yeah, lift some weights, know what you're doing, exactly, and also like when you're feeling a child, strong. you're lifting a weight. All day. All day. Yeah. So he's like seven kgs now, you know.
1: He's like a heater. I am like sweating (laughs) up a storm with this kid on (laughs) me.
0: He is.
2: We're just just going to give you like what maybe fake like pregnancy or menopause would feel like, you know, (laughs) with that that shock heat wave coming in.
1: That's great. He's very happy though.
2: So what would you guys say has been the biggest kind of like changes in your schedule with, with your health and wellness from becoming parents? 'Cause it looks like it's like really not affecting you guys in the slightest, but I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, and you guys it, are no, such totally. positive yeah, people. It but it's changes. like
0: Yeah, it it definitely has. Like it's been the coolest journey. I mean, he's only like four months old now. But I think for me it's been really hard just figuring out my time just because like I don't really have yeah. time for myself anymore. Or if I do, I've got to really plan it in advance. You know, yeah. we have got to be like, right, pump enough milk so that you can feed him. And then it's going to be at this time, pretty bedtime, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's been a bit of an adjustment in my mind, um, putting myself second. Yeah. Because I've had a whole life of just kind of doing what I want when I want to do it, you know. So if I want to go to the gym, if I feel like going for a jog, I'll just go. Whereas – yeah. Now there's another person that is so dependent on you for everything that it has been a little bit a little bit of an adjustment, kind of just mm-hmm. figuring that out of my head. But yeah, I mean parent parenting one child, in my opinion, is not hard. It's just like relentless. So so you don't get a break, which yeah. is like that's the kind of hard thing I think because if you could kind of like dip in dip out like maybe have like a nine to five kind of parenting job that would be a lot easier but because it's just 24 hours a day it can be
1: a little bit like ugh Mm.
0: yeah Um, it's not just you it is insanely hot in here
1: it is quite hot yeah
0: Here's a quick message from our sponsors, Mount Summer's Honey. If you fancy a change from processed chocolate spreads or you want to skip the high percentages of refined sugars found in jam, then Mount Summer's has something for you and your family.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong there, Matt. They have the first truly cosmopolitan range of flavoured honey with caramel, vanilla and citrus flavours to tickle your taste buds. And I have it on good authority that the next flavour to drop is chocolate. So, boost up your breakfast. Fix up that lunchbox or add a little twist to dips and toppings for ice cream.
0: Oh, that sounds good. So to find them, you can ask for them by name in your supermarket or check them out online at com. That's M-O-U-N-T-S-O-M-E-R-S-H-O-N-E-Y dot com.
1: Um, hey question, just going back to the high-intensity stuff. Yes. And workouts in general. What do you reckon is like a good sort of um week? What would a good week look like in terms of like fitting in some high-intensity stuff with some other sort of low-intensity stuff? How many days? How much? So
2: ideally, like, I mean, from when I used to do all my work with Les Mills, especially on grit and all the high-intensity stuff, they actually invested a ton of like time and energy into... Um, the science behind high intensity and really your optimal dose is three times a week, right? And so that's going to give you appropriate recovery, but also you're going to hit those spikes. But what people forget is they often like tracking their body within that 30 minutes being like, oh, I only burnt 300 calories in the 30 minutes, which by the way is a lot. Mm. But most of your post-calorie burn and the real work being done is 24 to 36 hours after that high intensity workout. If you really went balls to the wall, as you should, mm. like when you're in high intensity workout, it means your heart rate should be up over 85%. Um, so you really gotta be working, yeah, and it sh- and it should be up there for majority of that workout. Like you've got your work to rest ratios, but you need to make sure you're hitting those peaks. You can't just be in there kind of cruising the whole time. Um, and you should be hitting those moments of absolute fatigue where you're like, shit, I can't do one more rep, and then you need to rest and recover. So whether or not you're going to a class that's spread out for you, like even if you're doing it yourself, that's why I like things where you can watch your heart rate, so you can you know do the appropriate work to rest mm-hmm. ratio there. But so. That's why you need the proper recovery, and that's why you shouldn't be doing it every day. People get addicted because they want max results, and, right? Yeah. But
1: and because you feel so good afterwards. You do. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, awesome. The
0: more you sweat,
2: the better it so is That high anyway. that you get post workout, that epoch high, so that excess post oxygen consumption, is really when your body's just flooded with serotonin and endorphins, and you're like, wow. On top the of the world. Sample, Even though five minutes ago I wanted to vomit and die and never <laughs> hear the word burpee ever again. <laughs> And that's what's beautiful about HIT. And I've always loved HIT because I think it's like a mental challenge too, where you're like, you just want to break so badly, but you're you're kind of it's where you have to be a bit arrogant and be like, no, I'm gonna do I one got more. This. So I mean in an ideal world you're getting if you're doing hit, if you're a hit goer. And not and hit's not for everyone. For some people it's just too much. If they're already stressy in their body and their nervous system's really like in that fight or flight mode all the time, it's not a good choice for them. Um but your ideal is two two to three times a week. It depends. And I would always gauge that on if you do quite a lot of weight training, I'd only do two sessions a week. And then I'd focus on getting like three really good strength sessions a week. You always want some mobility in there. Like so not everyone likes yoga. I get that. Um, but you should every session, doesn't matter if you're doing hit, doesn't matter if you're doing strength, if you don't take the time to warm up first, like just open everything up. Like open up your T spine, your shoulders, like hip flexes, hips, and then um you want to really activate your glutes and your core. That might take you an extra 10 to 15 minutes every time you go to the gym, but I promise you, like, you're going to s- jump into that hip workout because, by the way, most of them, they get straight. If you're going to classes, it just gets straight in there. Mm. And that's across the board, whether you're here going to grit or if you're in New York going to Barry's or whatever, like, they put you onto a sprint incline. Your glutes don't even know what they're doing. So you're going to run with your quads and your hip flexes the whole time. So that's great if you just want to work there, but you don't. Like, mm. you're trying to run from the back line of your body. So taking that time to properly do that. But yeah, I would say in an ideal world and what I like to hit my personal structure and what I see work really well for people is having like three good strength days a week to hit kind of sessions and then some yoga or Pilates like sandwiched around that. Mm -hmm. Depending on what type of weight training you're doing and how heavy you're doing, you might need more recovery, you know, or you might like running. So I like often on a day if I'm doing yoga or Pilates, I'm like, maybe that's a day where I'm going to do more of a cardio workout, like a run in there or if you're not a runner it might be like that you do some sort of like sprint intervals whether that be on the treadmill or on a ski erg or on the rowing machine something like that Mm. but I think it's more about like honestly like I know for me if I prioritize strength training over hit I notice more of a difference in my body Mm. yeah and I see that with a lot of people yeah. I but think but so I know true. that we get addicted to the sweat factor. And, like, look, I'm actually not a sweater. So it doesn't, so that helps me because I'm like, doesn't matter if I do hit, strength, Pilates, yeah, totally. whatever. Sure it's all kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, boxing, I will sweat more, but like, I think it's usually because you're around so many other people that are sweaty. Boxing makes
1: really? yeah. you so sweaty. It's I, unbelievable. I am such a sweater. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was.
0: Yeah, you I'm are a smart. sweater, right? oh, I'm
1: a sweater. Yeah. I'm yeah. an absolute sweater. But I mean, you do you there.
2: like hit? Do you dabble with hit? Do you, but do you sort of, and I, I think, look, this is the thing, right? It's almost like imagine it's like you're building a smoothie. So maybe strength training is actually your real base for everything. And then you've got your add ons, which are going so to be. So the strength there. training
1: would be probably like banana. That's generally your base. Yeah, your thick base. Yeah. Especially or. if you freeze it, it <laughs> yeah. gets that
2: real creamy <laughs> ice cream texture. It's a yeah. solid and base. And then, yeah, and then your hit, you could be putting in like your protein powder kind of sure, thing. Sure. And then yoga and stuff might be when you put in your almond butter. Peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. classic yoga. But I think it's, I honestly noticed a huge difference in my strength training and my hit stuff, especially like my burpees from adding in more yoga because my hips were so open. It's mm. really cool. Yeah. So that's why I always say to people, I'm like, look, it took me the longest time to get into yoga because I was like, I don't want someone to preach at me. I don't like really care for sun salutations or this stuff. And so I go to Skyting Yoga in New York and they're amazing. I um, understand they're in New York, but now they have Skyting TV. So you can do their stuff like online, but they really changed my kind of the way that I liked yoga because they're very insightful the way they talk about the body, but also it's just kind of nice. It's really teaching you like, yeah, open up your hips, open up your shoulders, blah, blah. blah. It's not like just a ton of sun salutations. They do mm. Katona yoga. And they there, make it like enjoyable. Mm, yeah. And yeah. they're funny. Like if you go to their classes live, like it's f- so funny. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, for people, it's just like, also don't expect that the same thing that worked for you when you're 23 is going to work when you're 33 or even when you're 26. Mm. Mm. Your body is constantly evolving as it mm. should be. And you're going to need different things or, you know, you might have a baby and then it's like your
0: things change up. You can't just go and do exactly the same thing you were doing prior to that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I was talking to Art about last night is that I'm kind finding it quite frustrating, like starting from square one again. But, you know, it's like that's just what you've you've got to do, you know. Like your, your body's been through the absolute ringer. You can't just jump back in on a 50-kg squat, squat yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, good to go, whatever. Mm. You know, it's,
2: yeah. I think patience is the hardest thing for everyone with workouts and, and just any wellness Absolutely. routine because we want results immediately.
1: Absolutely.
2: And that's what's even funny with supplements, you know. It's like you actually have to take supplements for quite a long – I mean, some of them it's like six weeks before you might even notice. Yeah, anything. you can't just
0: take one pill and be like, I'm yeah. cured, whatever. Yeah, Mm.
2: so it's... And yeah. then here's me saying, though, I'm like, you know, it could be placebo effect that <laughs> I was feeling good in a week. But that's why, I mean, I'm always like, hey, maybe it is placebo. placebo but if it is, it is
0: I'll take it because Absolutely.
2: I'm like, I feel
1: dramatically different. If it's different. working, it's working.
0: Yeah. Who, who cares? But on that patience thing, like I think a lot of people throw out running or, or they throw out yoga because they try it once and they're like, I don't like it. By the you way, know? you're not meant to be good at
2: everything. That's just not exactly. how it goes. Mm. It's like it,
0: it takes time to really understand yoga and to start to feel the benefits because, like, I remember the first time I tried yoga, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, I don't really enjoy this position. Yeah. When is this going? To finish, yeah, like yeah. You're, you're in this, this class, in, you're, so and you're like, why is there
2: act? no clock in the room? I want to get the hell why is out of there no here. Clock? Yeah, exactly. Um, but
0: then you know, as you, then then you keep get you you're more flexible, and you kind of understand it, you get the breathing. Mm. Then also, it's really lovely and enjoyable. It's
2: important to do different modalities of things that you don't particularly enjoy. So we call, you know, that you can look into like habit stacking. It's like anything. So with workouts or nutrition or whatever, and you can stack things with something you don't like and something you like. So. It kind of can try and play off that thing, be like, okay, I really hate running, but I know today I've got to do a three mile run or five kilometer run, whatever it is. But I also know I'm gonna have coffee at my favorite place. Or yeah. like I'm having yeah. brunch like with a run friend to after, your after. Cafe it's or, like yeah. you know, it's like having that mentality, so you do it. But I also think, you know, imagine if we just did life only doing what we like. Like by the way, then I wouldn't have paid tax forever. And mm. I wouldn't fly. Mm-hmm. Like I just wouldn't fly. Like I hate flying. Yeah. Um, It's so disastrous for your body. Like, why? And that's what I think is so funny when people are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Like, you do. And I'm like, I look at your life and see your routine. And I'm like, you are killing it. That (laughs) looks gorgeous, you know? Yeah. So I think it's about having a certain – because all of these little things, they change who you are and they change your response Mm -hmm. to different things. So it's like if I know Art can get up and go to a run when he really doesn't want to, I'm like – what a guy. He's probably then just like, at this moment he hears Milo crying in the night, he's going to get up, get that done. Like you don't really want to get up the night, whatever it's going to Mm -hmm. happen. But it just changes your response. Whereas if you're only ever playing your game Mm -hmm. of what you like, Pretty sad because you're going to get stuck. boring. You're going to isolate yourself and you're mm-hmm. going to get stuck in the corner because, by the way, everyone's so dynamically
0: different. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. good
2: luck ever being in a relationship.
0: Oh, totally. Because that's, it's a good thing to be uncomfortable sometimes, that we have such comfortable lives that it's like, let's do something. I some mean, things. sometimes I
2: think that's why I live in New York because yeah. I'm like, discomfort, 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 discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just throw it like, at Like,
2: I just moved into a one-bedroom apartment. This was also part of my plan of, you know, mm. rejigging my life of getting my body back feeling good, I honestly could have cried. On the first night that I was saying they're having a bedroom door to close, There's a 31-year-old woman. I say woman, LOL, girl. (laughs) um, I was like, oh, my God, I have a bedroom door to close? It's like something as simple as that, you know, and it's just like – so were you in a studio before? Oh, God. And, like, you know, I feel like studios seem like a sexy idea for people that don't live in a New York. Imagine everything you have in one room. Like, yes, you've got a <laughs> bathroom separate. But, like, so when you cook, your whole room smells. smells, smells yes, yeah. yeah, so you've got to be very strategic about, like, everything Cooking that center, you do. and Use an air yeah, fryer. Air fries, Go yeah, to Georgia's you know. <laughs> house. Do the air fryer there, you know. Shout out, Georgia. Um, but, yeah, having that. Even if you want to have friends over, Mm. you're like, oh. or if if you're going to sit on my bed. Like, oh, our friends come from New Zealand. Yeah, and also, like, by the way, if you sit on the subway, there's absolutely no chance you're sitting on my couch or my bed without changing your (sighs) pants. Like, I'll give you trap pants put on. I never sit on the subway. It's disgusting. If you caught the subway at the time, I do. You see bare ass on those <gasps> seats all the time. And you're like, that's, you just, okay, cool. No that, pants on. No pants. Well, because people like sleep in there and, oh, they, yeah, you know, yeah, there's true. just various
0: things going on. Subway yeah. is
2: incredibly efficient, but not hygienic. Okay, so. we are
0: not putting Prot- Milo anywhere near no, yeah, those. Okay. Those
2: pooey seats. But the, yeah, studios are just like an interest, it's just like uh, I was over it. Like yeah. I'd lived like that for nearly three years and I was like, I deserve, I work so hard. I was like, honestly. I want like, that damn bedroom do I want a bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to have like space for people to come over, and I was so happy. Like, mm. I come home, even though now it's funny because I need to buy some furniture. So my favorite thing to do is kick my shoes off and, like, slide across my room, with, like, my living room with, in my socks and be like, I've got space to slide. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just, like, funny. And then I'm like, maybe I just won't even buy furniture and I'll just soak just in this space. Yeah. And I don't care if I sit on the floor and eat my dinner there, like, <laughs> um, but – yeah, then it's funny because I look at my friends that are buying homes in New Zealand. I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Well, I'm like, wow, you got three bedrooms? I'm like, I just got a bedroom and I don't <laughs> even
0: own it. Yeah, I but then we're, we're like, cool, we've got a mortgage for the next
1: 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Milo's just. Milo's got a
2: question for the audience. He does. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Wants to, he wants That's to know.
1: Exactly do you do you ever like train for certain things? Do you like training goals That's and stuff?
2: A great question. Yeah. So I'm going to run my first half marathon in Ooh. April. Not by choice, just so we're very clear on that. Um, <laughs> Nike were basically like <laughs> so. Thing. They're like we're putting on this woman's half marathon for like obviously men can run it too. But, like, for people that don't want to run a half marathon, I was like, what a great idea because there's so many people that don't want to do that, and I've been helping them on the release of this Joyride shoe that we bought out this year for running, which is basically a shoe for reluctant runners. Mm-hmm. We had wild success with that, and so I ended up running more than I ever had because I was helping them launch the shoe. Get other people to run. Yeah, yeah they're like, who, who better to be the poster child for this shoe than the reluctant runner herself? Yeah. And, like, to be clear, like, I used to love cross-country and stuff, but I had knee surgery when I was 15. I was on crutches for four months. I've got metal pins in my knee, like my meniscus is kind of barely there. And so I strength train a lot and I can jump like crazy because I do all the strength training to support my knee, but running and skiing are really like just kind of a no-go. So I have to be particular about the way that I run. So anyway, I'm like to Nike, fantastic idea. I think this is going to really be so welcoming to all these people that have always wanted to run a half, but aren't half marathoners and they're like, yeah, you're going to run it. I was like, Nope. <laughs> no <laughs> no I am nah. not triple my day right um and yeah, no. I was like no 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 um so I'm gonna run a half marathon and that's for me like you know just what sort was of saying before it's about doing something you don't like and yes you know if you want you could probably jump in and run a half marathon and just go for survival mode or something but, but you want to I, enjoy it I want to train for it like I want to do k- kind of try and do it as properly as I can given the work that I'll have around it and I'll be training helping train up um people in New York who are going to be doing it as well as like some of the people in LA. But then I've also decided I'm going to do a sprint triathlon in September, which is in Malibu,
0: Amazing. mainly doing it for the
2: view, you yeah. know, awesome. uh, maybe the photos. No, I'm joking. Are you a um, good swimmer
0: or do you like So summer? I used to
2: play water polo. So, yeah. but anyone that swims knows that. It doesn't – it's, like, such a high-maintenance thing to upkeep. So, mm. luckily, a lot of the apartment buildings in New York have pools, and so I can practice some swimming. But it's always, it was something I always wanted to do. By the way, I hate spin. Like, I mm. hate spin if it's in a, it's a closed room. I like to bike
1: yeah. outside.
2: Yeah. So, I just think that it, – and it's not crazy distances, so I think that will be a fun thing. And yeah. I've just decided that next year – That in 2020, I'm like, I'm so good at helping train everyone else up for when they've got a show, when they've got a different movie role, whatever's going on with their life. And I was like, what about me? Yeah. Mm. Like, what do I want to do? Because I haven't done anything in a while other than just try and exist. (laughs) Um, So I was like, it'll be really interesting to see. It's your trial understand, and then, yeah, see how see how a half goes and then a sprint try. That's sprint sprint try sounds awesome. I yeah. it sounds fun,
1: right? Like a um, game. Yeah. So that's what I've, I mean, I've you started. You want to do it? I've started, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. September.
2: I mean, I'm don't signing do, do, do you guys me, up. No, don't, don't
1: <laughs> no, I mean, over the last few years, that's what I keep doing. I keep yeah. signing up for little things, like half, Half marathons, marathons, well, one marathon, last marathon I'll, I'll ever do. Um, hey, you only need
0: one. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and I won't yeah. even do one. A little,
1: yeah. And I've done a sprint triathlon as well. And that's, they're thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. And so good to train for. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it just gives you something, you know, motivating. And it's good to, to train for
0: the transitions, right? Because, like, a lot of people do the three trainings separately. Yeah, separately. separately. That's a good point. I've together. Always,
1: okay,
2: always, stupid question. But I've always wondered, I'm like, the discomfort of getting onto the bike if you're like chafing, like if you're wet, right? Yeah. You coming? Oh. So, did yeah, you change? Did I
1: um, I were you just when right? I did it, I stayed in the same clothes. Yeah. And I Because I didn't use a wetsuit. I was the only person yeah. who swam without a wetsuit because I didn't have one. Um, but it was only a sprint triathlon, so it's like 500 yes. meters, so it wasn't yeah. a huge swim. Um, everyone's probably like, nah, look at this guy, and, but new, new to I was, the triathlon I was, world. <laughs> <laughs> I was very particular about my undergarments. Um, yeah. Making sure that I wore some uh, that.
0: Anti-chafe.
1: Anti-chafe, yeah. Because yeah. that's what
0: I was just thinking, like, when you're wet, to yeah. then, like, yeah. sit on a bike. Oh, my God. It's a it's recipe a for chafe. Well, what is an anti-chafe underwear? Like, just cotton?
1: Uh, I've got some Lululemon Lycra oh, job. Okay. sort of foolproof.
0: Oh, sweet. There yeah. you go. Good um, to know. There's a pro-tip there,
1: guys. <laughs> pro tip, there you go.
0: But it's,
2: it is. It's really these little things that people don't think about that could dramatically impact your joy of the experience and your performance. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally. Because if you get chafe, I mean, that's an awful day. That's also,
2: like, I day. don't run marathons or half marathons, but I like to say what I do is bottle service on marathons. So, like, I flew to Chicago to support my best friend Joe when he was running it, and so, like, I was passing off bottles. and. Oh,
0: did he do the so New York one he, last year? Yeah, or? he
2: did it the year before that's when right. you guys were coming, and yeah. then he did Chicago. And that was cool because like his brother and I, could like see him at like five different points and sort of like run along next to him and stuff and like passing it off. But you see a lot of people really struggling throughout the marathon because they don't dress appropriately or they don't think about some of the external. Have you ever seen the
0: on. the blood like? In place of people's nipples yeah. when they're running, it, like it makes me feel sick. Ooh, like no. blood coming through t-shirts because oh, mm. the nipples have chafed so much that oh, they're my bleeding. God. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's horrific. Yuck. Yeah. Ow, I wouldn't say. I about that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So there's another pro tip. So <laughs> take your nipples if you're a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, how's
2: off going? It's really good. Yep. Um, thank you. it very so exciting. so. What is it? For who okay. Maybe don't so, know? if you don't know, and I don't blame you if you don't know, because we've been kind of a speakeasy of an of a situation. Yeah, exclusive sort of situation. Uh, more like exclusive in the sense of me being too busy with what I do with <laughs> yeah. Nike, which is so arrogant to my own business. My child. It's my second son. My first son, Nico, and my ragdoll cat. Aww. My second son, made of my whey protein isolate. <laughs> So we're coming into the second round of our production now, which I'm super pumped about. Basically, the whole first year of us being available um, was testing out, do we have a market? I think when I first spoke spoke with you guys, Mm. it it had been out out for like a month or something. Yeah. Yeah, It was very new. And so in that time, we actually got into New Zealand, which, by the way, is harder than people think because God bless New Zealand and Australia, it's like really hard to import food products into
1: um, especially because we've weigh, got high standards, yeah, or, yeah.
2: Especially yeah. way and like New Zealand was easier than Australia. Australia is super hard. Um, mm. And the funniest thing is, all these other protein companies were like, "You'll never get in there." Just like, and they're huge companies. So many, so many employees, so mm. much money. And I was like, well, I just refuse to believe that that's the situation." Yeah, and like, so oh, I'll
0: just call my mate Gary. I'm He's
2: like friends with my dad. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna. Well, basically, my dad was the real MVP for New Zealand. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm a food importer now, and like, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that was cool. But Australia, I was like, well, this, I was like, I'm just going to try to figure this one out. And I actually managed to get the protein in there. And all these other brands in America were like, how the hell did you do that? I was like, you guys are, clearly are not very persistent because yeah. you just, you keep just on, yeah. You <laughs> made my dad. <laughs> yeah. I think also it helped that I had a cleaner product, mm. you know, so – I'm really excited. So, anyway, we got New Zealand, Australia, and the US. US being our major market, but New Zealand, it actually does really well. And we've been so grateful for the support. And it was funny because at first people kept saying, they're like, why, you know, don't even worry about New Zealand. You're wasting your time sending it there. And it's a small market. And I was like, are you? I was like, are you Maybe a small market? I was like, I was like, one you yeah <laughs> two i'm from new zealand mm. yeah. commonly known as australia but we're different yeah three i was like that was the mentality that we've had to deal with our whole life of people thinking that we're a small market small so market it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter and i was like that's not true um and i was like whatever i'm gonna send it down there let's see how it goes and it's been great and i was like ov- obviously the dream was i was like eventually we are lower the price point like figure out so it's a more economic like, it's a friendly decision for people to be able to purchase it, having it here. But it is really expensive and hard to get it down from America. So, anyway, it did well. Um, and then now, the second round of production, we're going to be using New Zealand grass-fed whey, which I was super excited about. too. So, even though that's it's, like, awesome. four times the price of other Worth whey. Worth it, though. And, like, that's it, a
0: big deal to New Zealanders, huge. right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, again, and not only New Zealanders, but everyone. Like, mm. New Zealand really is – that's the coolest thing about being from New Zealand when you live overseas. People are like, where are you from? And they're often they often they're like, "Oh, you're Australian." I'm like, "No, I'm from New Zealand." People are like, yeah.
0: "Wow. Oh New, oh, New Zealand. Yeah. Lord of the Rings." Like
2: they look at you like you're a fairy or something like what it <laughs> like what um and so I think, you know, New Zealand just has so much trust. Like people really like trust they things they think of immediately like maybe the All Blacks, Lord of the Rings, but like green, fresh air, mm-hmm. good food, sheep, or something yeah. like that. Always so, the sheep. If you can have a New Zealand grass-fed way, that's obviously the dream and that was obviously what I wanted from the beginning but I started made of with my ex-boyfriend and we had differing opinions on it so anyway my child now yeah, solo <laughs> yeah <parent. laughs> now it's
0: your decisions we have
2: New Zealand grassroot way we're switching to organic flavors and organic stevia so we're actually taking out um we had a binder in the first one which is great for when you make smoothies but I was just like you know what like I actually just don't want that in there mm. and if people really want this product they'll keep buying it People put so much stuff into their smoothies anyway, it becomes a binder. They put in nut butter, they put in collagen, totally. you know, oh, you know enough about 100%, this. yeah. So the flavor actually tastes even better. Super excited. Still, the best thing we've realized over that first year of having made of was that a lot of lactose intolerant people could drink it all the time with no issue, wow. which is what we're trying to educate people about totally. way all the time, yeah. you know, because people love to be on the vegan protein bandwagon, but I'm like, yo, vegan protein's have very high toxicity reports a lot of the time, depending where it's from. So does anything, you know. Mm. So if you're going to shit on whey about what happens with cows or different dairy things, you also have to – it's got to be a fair argument. You have to look at what happens with Yeah, you've got to look at pros and cons with both, yeah. Also, I know for me, I can't drink a pea protein. I can't – like it's just horrific on my stomach. It's chalk as well. It tastes terrible. They add in a lot of other ingredients, try and make it taste better. It still tastes bad, doesn't mix Mm -hmm. well, you know. So made of, we're still going to just be sticking to the two flavors, but the new round is going to be ready in like February. And now we're actually going to go after it like it's a business. Because the cool thing was we had brands like American Express and stuff get behind it and be like, hey, this is really cool what you're doing. And, you know, obviously Nike. And um, so we're going to now take it it seriously. And that's going to be really fun. But we had cool, like just brands that I just never thought would care about. Like Soho House being like, hey, can we have you in all of our locations? And just different stuff like that. Because the biggest goal for me with made of is yes, it's a protein powder, but more importantly, it's meant to just be an education and a call to action. So really wanting people to understand what their food is made of and beyond my product. So that's what I love about the people that have been buying it regularly. They're like, Hey, I just can't help but think of you guys when I'm in the supermarket. I'm like, Hey, well, what is this made of? Mm. Or like what's in that? And what's, you know, just starting to care a little bit more because all those little decisions
0: add up and create your kind of, changes output. your behavior yeah. completely. Like as soon as you realize how much crap is in so much so of much the food much eat. And not
2: saying like, oh, my God, you know how we were talking before about being a little more carefree with food. But, yeah, it's cool. But like your body doesn't deserve canola oil. No. Or, no. Any, or a lot of these
0: like fillers and stabilizers and things that are in there. I'm like, just no. Like just mm. stop. And just kind of being, being aware of it. And then like sometimes you can have it. You, you know, like if you want to be like, actually, I don't care today. I'm just going to like have a processed know, hot dog or something. Yeah. You know, but knowing that like that's not an everyday food for yeah. me because of the things that are in it and blah blah yeah. blah, you know, it's yeah, I think it's it's a
2: also good thing. it's been fun having a business because like I did a double business degree. I obviously, you know, spend a lot of my time like doing workout stuff or stuff with Nike, but a lot of the work that people don't see is doing business work and kind of helping Nike with like sneaker things or like, you know, different stuff where it's like strategy things, like obviously working with American Express and a lot of other brands like that. And so it's been nice to have my own thing. Mm. Where it's like, that's mine. Like, I get to have the decisions for it. I get to have the fights for it. I get to, you know, all the annoyance, like, of the stuff that comes with it. But at the end of the day, it's yours. And, Mm. you know, you've probably experienced that too, like, having your own product.
1: Totally. And also just having um, our own business worth played up. It's like suddenly it's kind of like we can make all the decisions, Mm. um, which has been really cool. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed that around branding and all that sort of stuff. It's been a lot of fun. So it's just exactly how you want it to be. Yeah, and you you guys
2: are trustworthy people, you know. Aside from not um, <laughs> um the which I think is that's the most important part. If you're going to be the people standing behind products, because mm. when we look at these huge brands, we have no idea mm. who's behind this exactly, this product or this product, whatever it is. And I think it takes a lot of confidence to be able to stand up and be like hey this mm. is us mm. this is our brand like we care about it blah blah, blah. so the people yeah. have a direct person to either point a finger at or
0: yeah yeah totally um, yeah because I guess sometimes with like the the bigger brands you can just imagine like a team of marketers trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes you and know the, the, and it's but yeah that's like what they not spend, that far from the truth I,
2: yeah and, and it is and that I mean really like that was the the biggest motive behind Madoff starting The Burger name was living in America. And I was like, this stuff is full of shit and people are lying about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching people day in, day out think that they're making good decisions and they're not, but they're being told that they are because that's all that's on the packaging.
0: Because if you just check the front of it, yeah, Yeah. it says like, oh, high fiber, high protein, blah, 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 or like whatever the buzzword is of the time. That's why we we
2: specifically make a point with Madoff we don't put any – like gluten-free, soy-free, da-da-da, on the front of our packaging because I'm sick of people telling me what they are not. I just want to know what you are. So I'll say it's made of whey protein isolate. And then it's like – I was like, great, Um, it's a whey protein isolate. And, like, yes, we probably probably underflex in many ways, but – also, but that's
0: refreshing as well because then people can, can be like, oh, that's interesting, yeah. and then check the back and they can actually yeah. see what's in it themselves. And,
2: and we actually, exp- we on our first round of packaging, we had a description of what each ingredient was. We get, we're changing our packaging a little bit, which is exciting for the second round. Um, but I think it's just been really fun. And, yeah, so that first year of having it out really proved, okay, there is a market for this, and now I'm like, okay, we've got to do it justice by... Mm-hmm. actually putting time and energy and effort behind it
0: yeah and oh, actually marketing it not
2: just being like me occasionally putting it on instagram being like swipe up to buy my protein <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah so the whole like strategy campaign yeah yeah and it's it's fun like yeah. it's you know i think business is fun yeah totally oh, i'm I'm excited to follow along see how yeah. it goes.
1: so on food what sort of like what's your daily um food look like
0: well It
2: depends like where I am because in New York it's kind of crazy and often miss breakfast or breakfast happens a lot later because I'm racing around. So before I was like filling that time with coffee first thing in the morning, but now I'm trying to not do that. So if I have time, like, and if I'm at home, like I'd make eggs, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously the eggs are much better in New Zealand, but I like to just make, like, a three-egg scramble kind of thing and always have avo with it so I've got my healthy fats. Mm, that's exactly um, what you have for
1: breakfast this morning. Is. Yeah, I made that for my mum this
2: morning oh. too, but it's such a it's, great – It takes literally honestly, three minutes. New Zealand breakfast is the best, but it just fills you up. Like, that's why I love eggs. I'm sad for people that can't eat them, mm. but, like, it's a great-filling breakfast. Um, and then lunch I usually eat, like – there's this place I love called the Village Den in New York, and it's just super healthy. So I usually Wait, have did, the salmon, did, and then did, did we you go there go? after
0: our podcast? I, I feel like we went. Oh, there. oh no, you there went to Charlie there. Street. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, yeah. yeah,
2: but super healthy salmon, um, better than my air fryer version, um, <laughs> and like good salad kind of thing. So I usually just try and have like a protein and some salad, and then at dinner, if I get home really late now, I might just like heat up a bone broth or something because I don't love eating a super heavy mm-hmm. meal. And there's this bone broth place in LA that I love, so I have them like frozen in my freezer. It's so good. Oh,
0: yeah. um, love bone broth.
2: Yeah, I think you can have a bad experience with broth, but if you try good broth, you're like, oh, you get it, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and it's so good for your digestive system. Um, but otherwise, if I can cook, yeah, I love to cook. Or like, obviously, we have great restaurants to go out to in New York. But for me, it's always like. I can't be vegetarian. Like I need protein. Like mm-hmm. I need. I, I probably eat more pescatarian than anything. Yeah. But I had a steak last night. Like I'm home in New Zealand. You know. Yeah.
0: But I am healthy. And you don't have to label yourself. Like I no. think. Like
2: we always want to go. Everyone for like, wants oh, to I, I'm, you. I'm, I'm vegan. I'm, I'm keto. I'm blah blah. And people still always try and ask me keto questions. I'm like, yo, I haven't been keto for years. Yeah. Like I still eat loosely like that. But I but try and have more do like intuitive eating. It. So like oh. when I'm flying, I fast more. Like when I'm you know. Mm. But I also just listen to my body. I'm like, yo, what do you need today? Like, yeah, we can be in got, a conversation. If like a
0: steak, then have a steak. It doesn't mean that, like, you're, Yeah, you know, a, a meat eater 100%. Like, you mm. can kind of have I'm, a little bit of meat. You can yeah. have the most I'm super sensitive, whatever. too. So
2: it's like I have a, like, big list of things that I just never eat because I'm like, no, it's just never a good time for me. But mm. um have even recently started eating a little bit more carb, like, in terms of, like, sweet potato or kumura, obviously mm. we can say here. But, um, and that actually has been feeling a bit better because I guess I wasn't having enough of that before when I was feeling so stressed. So I think that's been helping yeah. me a little bit more with my recovery. Mm. Um, but, yeah, also trying to just, even mm. though I'm still eating the same and eating healthy, just trying to loosen up some of those reins in my mind about being so controlling yeah. over food has yeah. been helping a lot. Yeah, I totally. find I have to
1: do that with myself as well. Yeah, um, just let go of it. Yeah, like I find sometimes I'll go through a period of time where I'm like, yeah, I'm too focused on yeah. on sticking to a certain way of eating, and um, then it's and funny, right? So you almost, myself, you forget why you're doing it. Yeah, you're like, why oh. I, I love food and I love, yeah, and you know, so it's yeah, you keep kind of keep yourself in check every now and then. I think
2: I don't imagine you'd be able to hold too much weight anyway and get a gut.
1: No, yeah, no. I
0: don't think it, it would ever happen.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Twenty years, we'll check <laughs> yeah. in with you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Three kids on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 yeah, if we're both like seventy. We'll we'll see like you might be on the the busy diet by then, you know? The best thing I about know, you know,
2: I think with New Zealand food is you you can buy it with more trust, just in general. You mm. know, like even your meat and everything. Whereas you've got to be super diligent in the States about where you're buying your meat and like trying to like yeah, figure right, out where yeah. everything's from. And like, yeah. you know, the seafood here is much fresher obviously, but Yeah. So that's always a nice bonus when you
1: come home. Yeah. If you um random question. Yeah. Love them. If you were an animal, what sort of animal do you think you'd be? <laughs> oh, so, like, not, not like what's your favorite animal, but uh, like if you okay. – all the characteristics of yeah, this like animal, what animal and its traits, are how are they – yeah. Probably closely.
2: like something like a cheetah or a jaguar. Or no, maybe oh, yeah. more of a cheetah.
0: A cheetah's a cool
1: one. Cheetah's a good one, yeah. God, if
0: you're a che- – like, claim cheetah,
2: So run cheetah, us
1: through that. Great. So why is that?
2: I think, well, one, obviously they're in the cat family. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> You're, like, explosive,
2: obviously. fast. Yeah, like, I think they're, like, they like, fast, they're sleek, like, kind of athletic, but I feel like they have, like, they can be a killer, but mm-hmm. then they can also be...
1: Kind of like
2: friendly, like, let's just be very clear. I'm a double fire sign person. Whether or not you believe in star signs and whatnot, I'm a Leo with a rising sign Aries, so it's just basically a problem. (laughs) Um, And I'm super fiery. Like, that's why, like, pyro girls is a thing. But my rebound rate is so fast. Like, I'll get pissed off, but then I'm over it, like, quite quickly. And um, I think the cheaters have that very, like, that kind of, like, and you have to be, I think they, they seem decisive and they seem, yeah,
0: yeah, what would They're you, leaders? I reckon. What mm. would you be? I would be a cat, hundred
1: percent. Just know, your just, classic house cat.
0: Just your classic domestic.
1: Oh my god, ragdoll a, lo- I'm off a ragdoll. Cat.
0: Oh, the best. I reckon cat. ragdoll. You know the best I, breed. You know, would you be right. Nico specifically? You'd have a
2: great life. I, I think I'd be Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think I'm channeling your cat because I mean they like get a bit lazy. They like attention. They're just so they like gorgeous. hugs and yeah. just you know just. Mm. What about a you? Lazy lumber.
1: What about you? I think I'd be um, something like a beaver, just, mm. you know. You know, beavers are hard workers. It, well, see, that's the thing is like I think. Uh, does um, the jobs and just, gets them no, done. No, I've got this thing where I, I can't stop doing things until all the jobs are done. So like it's just my Oh, my, my God, mind can you full clone of,
2: yourself? Do you have brothers? My mind is full <laughs> of, um, <laughs> I, know,
1: yeah. I, I can't turn it off, you know. Like I always yeah. just have to okay, do things. Okay,
2: have you ever watched this documentary on National Geographic called How Beavers Build Dams? Far They're out! Incredible, incredible. They're like you yeah. would just never know. This is a funny thing too. This is an interesting question because if it starts to come down to like, what animal would you be? And like, maybe it's like you know, we choose ones that are mm. kind of cute. But it's even like face value about like just people or jobs or like things that we identify with certain things. Mm. And I think, like you know, beavers are a classic case. Like, there's just some people that just get the shit done. Yeah, and they're like yep. the unsung heroes sometimes. They, and like, they just do all away. the work. They
0: don't make a big song and dance about it. They just get it done. Mm. Honestly, yep, like that's you.
2: like my kind of like I need more people in my life. Kind of like like I like yeah. people that can be silent about. Like I don't need. I don't. Like, hey, really I've done love, this. I've done this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. can you actually just go and do that because yeah. that needs to be done? And yeah, yeah. that's why I think it's a very Kiwi thing too, though, to just get shit done.
1: Mm. I feel like I'd be the beaver that sort of just leaves jobs half done, though, every now and then as well. Don't be that that one. We want to adopt that beaver. Yeah, that's not a good beaver (laughs) (laughs) art.
2: You lost points. You lost points there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Hey, have you got any podcasts that you recommend? Or books.
2: Podcasts or books. Or both, actually. Podcasts Um, and books. Okay, Um, books Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Really great book.
1: What's that about? Why do you like that?
2: That's a great book, and I'm only, like, partway through it, but it's, like, a lot of people have recommended it. And um, it's really about, you know, sometimes we think we're doing things and we're like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I got this brand of what, But we've, we're so disconnected to our why, and that could be business-wise or just personally, and I think it's so important for us to already be able to come back to a center point and and understand. you So then you've got that constant navigation yeah, going because mm-hmm. we see people get lost and distracted all the time because they forget the why. Mm. And the why also helps you when you're t- turning up, like, you know, like, by the way, it's not fun being in Midtown at 6 a.m. all the time for Nike. Like, it's actually not cool. Mm. So I find it funny when people are always like, oh, my God, I dreamed to you have your job. Like, how do I have it? I'm like, why don't you practice getting up at this time every day, going to the part of New York City you hate the most or area of town where you live where you hate the most. But, like, I love our office. You know, mm. it's great. Mm. But, you know, it's just these things. And so, But I know my why. Like, there's a bigger thing beyond that mm. shift and being there at that time and stuff like that. So that always kind of helps me. Repurpose in there. So that's a great book. Relentless by Tim Grover is one of my favorite books. I read that like three times and highlighted a lot. And he works with a lot of like NBA athletes and it's just a fantastic book. Um, I also love podcast wise. I like. I mean, if you're super into health stuff, like the Genius Life, um, is pretty oh, I good. I have heard of that one. No. Yeah, that's quite good, and it like, really deep dives into like some biohacking and things like that. And it's like it's more like if you really want science, science. Otherwise, if you're not gonna like really listen, like don't kind of bother. Mm. Um, I used to listen to Oprah's Super Soul Conversations quite a bit, just because sometimes she interviews someone interesting, but then they sometimes get a little bit like full on. Mm. Um, but the Nike podcast is really good too. And they interview a lot of people who've, who have been in books that I like to do with the five different aspects of wellness, you know, with motivation and sleep and mindset and training and stuff. And so that's, that's a really good, easy podcast, but they, one of my favorite books, which is super deep. It's like a long one to get through it's called why we sleep by matthew walker they actually interview him on the nike podcast so i would recommend listening to that okay And think i'll on
0: that route yeah, yeah
2: because it's easier and then you can understand some of the stuff with sleep yeah. um i'm i'm a bit boring in the sense that like all the books i read are really about business or health and wellness and things like that so they're not like a beach read mm. but i think they're really interesting you know mm. like i think there's nothing better than when you kind of read a book and you're like whoa that really stuck with me
0: yeah then if it actually changes something in your behavior, that's when, yeah, that's pretty awesome because I feel like I read so many self-help books and then I kind of do the same thing so like it it, it takes a lot something has to really resonate with me to actually yeah do so I think you're like rel- than the book and then you're like about relentless
2: it. then I think because it's yeah. like a very good like it kind of like messes you up a bit you're like, oh damn <laughs> yeah Oh, or are like to I that. do do that whoops yeah. Uh, yeah oh, I'm gonna read that okay, cool
1: yeah awesome. um and Hey, so, if people want to track you down, how do they track you down?
2: Uh, I've got a tracking code on me. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, so see, not like there's a location, yeah.
1: but more. honestly,
2: like, yeah, Instagram obviously at God, So um, I'm pretty responsive on there. I like jokes. Tag me in cat memes, that's my favorite. It's probably your fastest oh, way to get a response love a good from cat me. Name. Um, don't DM me asking how to be a Nike Master trainer it's exhausting um, <laughs> but yeah the Instagram is probably like the best way I don't use Facebook don't go on there mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah Facebook's getting kind of
1: old now isn't it how do people yes. find
2: made of made of is under um, it's just at made of underscore 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 so you could like fill in what you're made of so like oh you know, I made like of, it coffee or confidence yeah. or,
1: and do you have a website oh,
2: no oh, I actually okay. don't I actually I had one and then I just haven't put it up but yeah. So, do you guys have a website? Should I? Oh, we have a website. Sorry for made Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, mad I'm it. like That would be the best. The yes. Do you do yes. That? Lol. <laughs> just DM me. Um, no, it's just made So, mm-hmm. yeah. By the time this airs, actually, our, our new um, protein will be out, which Yelp's will be great. So great. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to try it. Yeah. yeah. Honest feedback, oh, I'm thanks, so yeah, if I just like five five star Yelp reviews, please. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. Our next podcast will be drinking.
2: Yeah, we'll be sponsored by Madoff. Yeah,
1: there we go. It's amazing!
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Thank you guys. We it's really was...
1: appreciate it. 2.0, yeah, Two
0: point oh podcast. Two
2: point It's always great to see you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go
0: get some tans. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Raw Collective. And for any updates on our podcast or any of the other podcasts under Raw, head to rawcollective.co or you can follow them on Instagram at raw
1: But wait, before you go, please subscribe to our podcast and also rate it and review it. Leave a nice little message, leave a smiley face, maybe an emoji. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Or tell your friends. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it would mean so much to us. Bye. Bye.